0: you are beautiful you are worthy your dreams were put on your heart for a reason no matter what anyone else might think of you for following them so stand up stand tall and stand proud you were made to shine is up. Beautiful peeps. I am literally frigid. It is raining and cold in Atlanta. And I just went on a run and my feet are dethawing thawing in front of the space heater. How are you? How was your Christmas? It is almost New Year's. It's Saturday. And I'm just a small caveat because I was going to do this on Instagram, but I just feel on my heart to say it here too. If you're anything like me, I've had so many wonderful conversations with people about New Year's goals and what they want to do. And the, you know, not just from a work standpoint, but from a personnel standpoint, like, how, who do you want to be? Who do you want to, what do you, how do you want your character to develop, right? Like, we got to think about those things too. And I've had the best conversations. I have also gotten very granular as to what I am going to try to create, um, become, get stronger in this next year. And I'm guessing my bottom dollar, if you listen to this kind of content, you're someone that also has goals and you're preparing and you're reflecting. Just a reminder, you guys, it can be so tempting. In fact, it is so easy to completely disregard all the things you've done this past year because you're so focused on what you haven't done and that you need to accomplish this coming year. I am the queen of that. I am so keen on where I'm not that I forgot everything that I did do. I, I don't look at all the muscles I have strengthened. I don't look at the parts of my life that literally didn't exist this time a year ago that I have through like through God in me cultivated and it becomes stronger in and it become more disciplined in. I completely negate those things. So for for what it's worth, as you're kind of combing through your New Year's goals, your New Year's resolutions, and at the time of this podcast episode, it's about to be 2023. Don't forget to celebrate the things you've already accomplished this year. That is a very crucial part to becoming this next year. It's recognizing the foundation you already laid, the jumping board you already have to bounce off of. And in some areas of your life, you're going to be starting from ground zero and that's okay. But don't negate the parts of your life that you did succeed in becoming stronger in because you're not where you thought you were going to be or because you have so much further to go from that place in that pinpoint in your head of where you should be. Okay. You promise. I promise you promise. All right. Y'all, I am giddy out of my blue leggings excited for this episode today because it's something that when we talk about areas of your life that you're trying to be more intentional within or about or on, and you know, you're thinking about that for next year. This was an area of my life that I was really, really, really wanting to be intentional about this year. And that looked like studying it, like studying it. This will make more sense in a second. It looks like studying it. It looks like studying how people did it. It looks like intentionally doing the things I needed to do to, to cultivate that muscle in my life. And what we're going to talk about today is faith in the workplace, That is not something you hear every day when your workplace is corporate America. Am I right? Am I right? But I think there is something very powerful about this topic and it's completely changed my life. And I want to share it with you because I know a lot of you who listen to this are believers, right? And for those of you that aren't, that's totally cool too. I think this will still add value to you. So don't tune me out. I think this will still add value to you. Because even if you aren't a believer in Christ, you still have values, right? Like you have things, parts of your character that are a part of you. And that's what I want to get at today. I think a lot of us, a lot of people who follow Jesus, a lot of people that, you know, call themselves believers, they look at faith as a hat that you wear on Sunday or a hat that you wear in certain areas of life, right? Like in the, in the confines of certain buildings, in the circles of certain people, in the chapters of certain books, right? Like you, you limit it to that. And so you basically check it off your list on Sunday and then you're like, okay, I'm going to work now. Okay. I'm going to dinner now. Okay. I'm going to hang out with my friends now. Okay. I'm going to the bar now. Okay. I'm going to this party now. It's like, Faith in God and Jesus in our belief, it becomes this outfit that we wear and then proceeds to be this outfit that we take off as we put on other outfits of our life. And what I want to get at and what I have literally spent the past year being so intentional about is faith is not an outfit that you wear. It is a posture of your heart that you constantly carry with you no matter where you go. It is literally a light that shines from within that it's not, when you truly believe, when it is a part of a fiber of your being, it's not something you can just take off. It goes with you everywhere. And what I have been so intentional about this year is faith in the workplace. To me, what that means is not, it is not like screaming scripture at people. It is not, um, you know, judging people, condemning people. It is not that. What it is, is living your life in such a way, showing up into the office in such a way that people literally are confused by your energy. Like they don't get it they are left with this curiosity. Like, what does she know that I don't know? Because she is always so kind. And when things go to crap, she is always looking for the bright side. And when things just are so confusing and and crap hits the fan, she has this hope. She has this posture of contentment about her that literally doesn't make sense. Like it transcends earthly logic. What does she know that I don't? That's faith in the workplace. So I started studying this right before I got to my last job. And Ben Stewart, for those of you who don't know Ben Stewart, he has a whole sermon on this that does more justice than I could ever do in this podcast episode. He's where I learned most of this from. And he just talks about how God is not, it's not just something like I put it. It's not an outfit that you wear. It is part of your soul. You can't help but be kind. You can't help, but want to include people. You can't help, but when you enter the cafeteria, look for the person that's sitting by themselves and want to go sit with them. You can't help it. When you know Jesus, and when you know what he did for you, and when you know the things he's done for you in your life, and when you know his love, and when you feel his heart, you, you, it's like it's just part of who you are. You can't help it. You can't help but not want to cuss when all of your coworkers are cussing. You can't help but not want to lend a helping hand when no one else is offering because they're busy. You can't help it. You can't help but not care if you get the credit for something that you're doing when no one else is watching because you know God is seeing it. You can't help it. That's faith in the workplace. You guys, I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer that we all have a ministry. I literally, God hit me with this a few months ago. It's ministry of one. I don't know why that, I'm gonna do some, I'm gonna make a t-shirt, I'm gonna do some with that. Ministry of one. I have a huge poster that says that in front of my office. Because, because your ministry it might not look like your preachers that you, you see on Sunday. And for those of you that aren't Christ followers, like your ministry, you're thinking about a priest or you're thinking about a preacher or a pastor. We are not all gonna be that, but you don't have to be that to have a ministry. Your ministry is the way you live your life. It's the way you act. It's the way you move. It's the way you listen. It's the way you lean in when other people are walking away. It's the way you love people. It's the way you, you say hello to the receptionist, someone who probably never gets seen and you asks, how are you? And you mean it. You actually want to know how they are. It's the way you you observe. Okay, God, who needs my love today? Who in this office needs me to just listen to them? Needs me to just lend a helping hand? Who needs my love today? Who needs your love today? Who needs light today? Who needs me to sit next to them today? Who needs me to just ask, "What can I do for you today?" That's your ministry. So, full transparency. I used to want to be a preacher, like so freaking bad. I remember when I was younger, I wanted to be a preacher so bad that I was like, okay, God, I'm gonna start practicing. And in my like eight year old mind, I thought preachers got people married. Like that was my first recollection of what preachers did. It's like preachers marry people. So what I did was I was like, I'm gonna start practicing. And I sent out invitations, I went on my mom's computer typed up. I typed up like, okay, you know, you are cordially invited to the marriage of Bingo and Inky, which was our cat and dog at the time. And I invited people and people showed up. They showed up and I made my little brother put rose petals. My, oh, my Gwenny was so upset. She had this rose bush outside our house and we cut down all those roses and we, we put the rose petals all down the driveway. And James, my brother, we made him wear his Easter suit he was maybe like four at the time and cause I was eight and he was the uh, best man. And then Lizzie was the flower girl and I married our cat and dog in front of our neighbors. And I was like, this is amazing. And so I have wanted to be a preacher for so long. And it's so funny cause this year as I was reflecting on my goals, I was like, God, I would have never painted my life. Ever, I would have never in a thousand years ever painted my life to look like what it is. I barely passed English in high school. I never would have thought I'd be a writer. I was so shy in middle school. I was like basically mute. Um, Never thought that I'd be a speaker. Never in a million years thought I'd be in corporate sales ever. I wanted to be a preacher. And what God has worked in my heart this year is that I am, not because I have a pulpit, not because I'm preaching on Sundays, but because of the way that I live my life, I have a ministry and so do you. Whether you want it or not, it's how you live your life. Even for my people that aren't Jesus followers, how you live your life is your ministry. It's your legacy. You teach people how to treat you, by how you treat yourself and how you treat them. You guys, all of us have a ministry. I don't care if you're a dentist. I don't care if you're a lawyer. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home dad. I don't care if you're in corporate sales like me. I don't care if you're a writer, if you're a speaker. I don't care if you're a gymnast. I don't care if you're a tennis player. I don't care if you're a coach. You have a ministry. It's how you love people. It's how you love people. It's how you incorporate prayer into whatever it is that you do. I am constantly praying for the people I work with. I am constantly praying for my clients. Every day when I drive to work, I pray, God, use me. God, show me who needs your love and use me. Give me full conviction to interrupt what I think is my busy schedule to remind me why I'm here. Because the same that's true for me is true for you. For some reason, God trusted you with the people that are in your life right now. Think of all the companies, all the places, everywhere you could be and God trusted you in that dental office. He trusted you in that lawyer office. He trusted you in that classroom with those kids of those ages at this time. He trusted you in that sales company with those people, with those clients. in this time he trusted you. And I think we, we think spreading the gospel means like telling people scripture and open up the Bible. Yeah, that is true. But it's also true. It's just the way that you live. You guys, Jesus didn't have a Bible. Do you realize that? Like when Jesus who started, you know, this whole thing, he didn't have a Bible to, to show people. He did it by just the way he loved and the way he moved, and the way he went to areas that normally people wouldn't go to. And what I'm trying to teach you and to communicate with you right now is you have that in whatever office space you're in. God called you to do the work you're doing. I am such a big believer that like every single workplace regardless of leadership's belief, should want to hire Christians. Why? Because Christians, if you firmly believe with God in all your heart, like you want to do a good job. You want to take your responsibility seriously because you know all the work that you do, God uses. I mean, Corinthians fifteen thirty seven says, always work enthusiastically for the Lord for nothing for nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. God trusted you with that work he called you to. So you better do your very best, not because of your boss, not because of your VP, not because of your RVP or your CRO or your whoever, but because you are doing the Lord's work. God called you there. God called you there. What motivates me to show up and to do my very best is not because I'm trying to please everyone. No, having a good, you know, egg with leadership is a byproduct of the fact that I'm called to do what God called me to do for God. God trusted me with this book of business. God trusted me with these people. God trusted me with these coworkers. God trusted me in this space. And he trusted you. He trusted you with those kids. He trusted you with those friends. He trusted you with those coworkers. He trusted you with those flatmates. He trusted you with that community. He trusted you. So how are you leaning? How are you leaning in? How are you doing those things effectively? And I'm not putting all the pressure on you. God wouldn't call you to something he's not gonna equip you with. But my question to you is, are you showing up with that perspective so God can work through you? My goal in anywhere that I go, any office, any company, is that I want people to be so weirded out by me and my attitude that they wonder, what do I know? And they become curious about God. Isn't that the goal? Isn't that the goal? Because I promise you, it's real. When you invite God into your heart, not just on Sundays, but in every aspect of your life, when you pray before meetings, when you say, God, speak through me in such a way that they see you and me so that they're curious about you and them. When you do that, it works. People want to know him. Even Even if they're not at the point yet where they want to accept him into their lives, they wonder, well, there's something I don't know. Because the light that he has, the light that she has, the way she walks in confidence when everything is to crap, the way that she has so much hope, the way that he is so kind when everyone else is gossiping about him and judging him, the way that they move, they know something I don't. And I don't know what it is, but I just want to be around them. Because they make me feel good. And they make me feel like this isn't it. That there's more to life. That's faith in the workplace. It's a posture. My favorite quote of all time. And that's saying a lot. Because I freaking love quotes. It's always be preaching a sermon. Use words only when necessary. And I have no idea who said that, so I don't know who to give credit to. But man, is that powerful. Man, is that powerful. When I say faith in the workplace, I don't mean go preach scripture to everyone and everything. That There's a time for that, yes. What I mean more so is how are you living your life in such a way that aligns with the scripture you would talk about. Integrity is the gap between your lips and your life. You are not what you say you're gonna do. You are not what you say you believe. You are how your life acts out those things. You can, I know some people that can quote every verse in the Bible, And they are some of the most judgmental and hateful people that I know. Truly, truly. So my challenge to you is go to your workplace, whatever that looks like. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. I love my entrepreneurs because I'm half entrepreneur in my blood. Maybe you're in corporate like me too. Go and live your life in such a way that people wonder what you know that they don't. That is faith in the workplace. That is powerful. And that is what we are called to. I am sending you so much love. And my prayer for you is that you have the bravery and the strength, the persistence and the consistency to live your life from small actions to big actions in such a way that people wonder about God. I love you guys. Hey friend, thanks so much for listening all the way through. The fact that you did says so much about your willingness and curiosity to get into your personal development and growth. You guys, if this episode touched you and your spirit in any way, I pray that you share with two friends that you think would really find value in this. This is how these messages get around. And I know I personally just really appreciate when a friend thinks of me when they listen to something and think that I'll find value in it as well. Also, if you find So Willing, please tag to your Instagram stories and make sure to tag Annie B. Mayfield. At the end of every month, I will be doing a drawing from everyone that is posted on their Instagram stories for a $50 Amazon gift card. You guys, I appreciate and love you all so much. Have an amazing day.